Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Gaming Manifesto, the official podcast of Commigamer.com. I'm Callie, your host, and I'm here today with Holly. Hi! And Glitch. What it is. And uh, yeah, so today we've got a bit, of, a bit of interesting news, and that's the Nintendo have released the Nintendo Pro, or announced it, or not the Pro, as it were. Absolutely. More than exciting, <laughs> Callie. You said a little bit exciting. Come on now. This is a sleek, sleek little Incredibly. piece of machinery. Is it exciting? I, I thought this was like meant to be... I mean, I'm not a Switch guy, so this doesn't really affect me too much at all. I'm not going to be trading in my existing Switch for it. It's the... Uh, it's... I thought everyone was a bit disappointed about not getting like a pro. Yeah, but that's just the internet. The internet would be disappointed if like, you know, we had like the second coming of Christ and, you know... Like, to be fair. Actually, they found that gold was at the end of rainbows. They'd be like, yeah, but it's not enough gold. <laughs> and I think as well recently with loads of shit getting delayed and like loads of stuff not coming out when people expect it to them dropping something new is like ooh because we haven't, haven't had any like properly exciting new shit in my opinion in a really long time I say a really long time like six... that's long enough long time for me <laughs> long enough long enough for me not to complain about anything that's coming out that's new what it is Callie it's like the sort of white chocolate 50% sugar release of the Switch you know it's it's so tasty, and it's 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 and it's not as bad for you. Um, and have you just seen that beautiful that beautiful white sleek design? It would look so good in my living room. My God, it does look good. But sure, it's no real difference to the existing Switch, is it? All right, back. I've learned a bigger screen. Back up, back up, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not it's, like trying to insult white. you too much. Yeah. Bigger screen. It's white. It's got a different name. Okay, so yeah, so I mean, it's just it's like little tweaks, little <laughs> tweaks. Obviously, the screen is is, is crisper, pretty tweaks, uh, a little bit bigger. You've got you've got a nice you got a nice you got a nice wider kickstand on the back of the screen now. You know, so it doesn't sort of wobble about doing a pirouette when you're playing tabletop mode. All sorts of good stuff. I mean, yes, it isn't quite the pro. Everyone's like, it's not 4K. Like they need to 4K off. You know what I mean? Uh, it's just. <laughs> Outrageous. To be honest, 4K doesn't matter too much, really. With it. If it's close enough, I doubt you're really going to find much difference. Plus, it's it's the Switch. Not a lot of the games already require it. But it would have been nice to have something with a bit more just power in general. Yeah. Right? I think what it is, it's those Princess Peach lovers out there. Those who've got a weird sort of fetish for Princess Peach. They wanted her in 4K, and now they're upset. That's... Can you blame them? No, I can't. I can't blame them. I mean, we've seen we've seen how she'll dress for like you know the Mario golf tournaments or the tennis tournaments. She's she's a babe, but that is not a reason to be upset about the OLED switch. I just wish it wasn't quite so expensive. 
Um, yeah, it's a lot for what for what you get. I mean, you can get like not mm-hmm. to advertise them too hard, but a Series S for like <laughs> two hundred and fifty. Here or we like go. <laughs> just saying, <laughs> just saying. You can get that, and then you can get this little plug-in screen that's uh, just been financed on Kickstarter. Okay, oh. and then you've got yourself a portable Series S. What is? Uh, it looks a bit stupid in your lap. But... For those of you who can only, you know, the listeners out there who can't see his visual right now, he's just he's just pulled up his sleeve and he's got his Xbox tattoo out and he's just flashing it about. <laughs> ludicrous! This man, this man is ludicrous. I've, I've got Game Pass written across my knuckles. <laughs> that would be so good. But, see, I quite like. I liked the uh, Switch Lite they brought out, except that it wasn't a very big screen. Like, I would have been quite tempted to get one because I think it feels a bit more like not having to have the detachable hands bits. Kind of felt a bit more like an old Game Boy, and that appealed to me. But I, I recently saw it in the shop, and it is a smaller screen. I don't know whether or not I'm just an idiot, but the fact that the Switch was is already a handheld a handheld console anyway, and obviously it's it's adaptable, and so I don't. I don't get it, apart from the new colours. I don't get the outright appeal, because it was obviously more expensive when it initially came out as well than a Switch. So I don't I don't understand. Is I don't get the than appeal. Is it not cheaper? I think so, but it depends on when you bought a Switch, because right before the pandemic, like right as we were going into lockdown, Switches skyrocketed, because that was when I bought mine, and me and my other half, like, co-parent it, and we paid nearly £200 each for a Switch. And obviously it wasn't even when they just came out either because it came out, like, like when? 2019? 2018? So it wasn't even then, but it was just because they skyrocketed. But when they went back down and the light came out, the light was slightly more expensive. It was like when the Switch dipped, the lights were more expensive. Only for a little bit. But I still don't get it. Nintendo were a... Like, at all. Well, Nintendo are renowned for, like, these releases that people go, why have they done that? And yet then they make loads of money. So there must be people out there that are... (laughs) That are doing this. Like, I've got a friend who decided, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll get a Switch Lite because uh, her partner had already got, uh, you know, the, the regular Switch. But she was like, well, that's great because I can just play it on, like, the sofa or, or in bed or, like, wherever. You know, you can just sort of carry it about. And I think, honestly, silly things like, you know, just those, like, the aesthetics, like, the, like you say, the lovely pastel colours. And they came, obviously it came released a couple mm-hmm. of different games. Like, I think Animal Crossing had one. And, you know, it was just, they're just yeah, very they good at marketing and bundling things. Um, and I guess it's... I guess I it's in are. some way. I think that's like a strong point. Yeah, yeah, they're really good at that. And, uh, you know, they did the same with the Wii. They released like the, was it like the Wii Lite or something? It, when it, for, after a bit, it was like a nice sleek version of it and all sorts of stuff that you just think, why why are you releasing that? Who's buying it? And then it just flies off the shelf. So, you know, they are... Well, I saw someone talking about the, um, like, uh, the different iterations of the DS. Okay, yeah. It came out, so you had your DS, your 3DS, your sort of flat 3DS and the flat 2DS... So yeah, there was like a million different ones of those anyway, so it's not surprising. I mean, with that light, if I had a bigger screen, I would be sorely tempted just because of the pretty pastel colours, quite honestly. The fact that, because I'm pretty sure with the light as well didn't have, you know, the stand-up bit on the, the what's kick, it called? The kickstand. Let's just, just mentioned it. Yes, the lack of that is like really stresses me out. Because I get it not having a HDMI, I understand it not hooking up to the telly, but I think one of the main like selling points for a Switch for me anyway is the fact that if you're on a train or on a plane... Or like, or like in a cafe or anything, you can just prop it up and play it, and that access isn't there because with the light. And so, for me, if it's handheld, then you should be able to do that. But I don't know whether or not that's just me being snobby because I love my normal Switch, original colours and everything. Same. You can't take the handles off of the light, so like even if I had a kickstand, you would still be holding. And I think it the should handles. be on it. So that would just be the Switch then, wouldn't it? She just wants yeah. a smaller. <laughs> the point is that you didn't need that much variation. You switch. want a small pastel coloured Switch. 
I don't want, I want a Switch. <laughs> I've got one. I just think I would like more variation in colour on the Switch. I like orange. Orange anything's lovely. I mean, I'm just going to, I'm going to quickly talk about Callie's choice of calling the, the Joy-Cons handles. I mean, that is an Xbox boy right there, if I ever... <laughs> the handles! <laughs> so I call the handles like the side yeah, bits? Pass yeah, pass me the handles. I want to, I want to, I want to Amazing. But yeah, with the um, with the new one, I say bigger screen does look cool. Just it would be nice for that kind of price if it was a more powerful console. I guess. Yeah, I, I take it you will get it, right? That's, that's well, no, you'll confirm. No, I mean I will get it. I'll get no. it eventually once the price goes down a bit. But um, I, it's one of those things, right? You know, the PS4 released the PS4 Pro, and again, to mm. me, that isn't enough of a an upgrade to warrant like I've just paid the full price for a console so I've got to pay the full price again but a bit more probably to to get this ever so slight upgrade to me that's it's great if you've not bought a switch yet and you think actually okay this might be the thing that pushes me over the edge and you know bigger screen crisper Mm. crisper visuals um the battery life hasn't changed though apparently which I think is a really interesting choice normally when they release like an updated version of like the DS for example that that can the the later DS versions had better battery life and that kind of thing so Stuff like that shocked me a little bit, but then, but then, like the battery life of a Switch hasn't really been a big complaint of anyone that I'm aware of. So I don't use mine much, like at all. Um, I've recently tried playing a bit for a while on it after our uh, previous conversations. But yeah, like I don't, I've never really concerned myself with the battery on it. The only thing it has been is the hand, the handles. Yeah, I'm gonna say handles still. They have run out of battery <laughs> because I've not bothered putting them back into the Switch, or my partner hasn't bothered putting them back into the Switch after using it. Yeah. We haven't, I say that as someone who's like really, really vigorously arguing the fact that I want the kickstand there still. I don't even use it outside of of it being plugged into my telly or being in my hands on charge. I have never used it. I've always planned to use it like on a plane or on a train, but I've just never got around to it ever. If you were taking it on a plane with you, would you be bringing in, you know, like you get the thing that you put the handles into, the like slightly bigger controller bit? Would you take that with you? Would you just hold them in like... Yeah. I've only got them for Mario Kart. We've got like, you know, the Mario Kart. Like, oh wait, no, do we? No, I'm lying. I've got a, I've got a Mario Kart thing for the Wii. We've got some of the big handles, so I probably would. Because we've got like a Wii... Not a Wii. Sorry, I'm so confused. We've got a Switch carrying case. Mm. And so I'd probably just take all... Because we've got like... It's got like slots for our games and places to put the big handle. So probably... Because as well, on a plane, there's like USB ports, so you can like, if you, especially if it's a long flight, you could just plug it in and go ham. Like, you could spend all, all of it playing. I went to um, America a few years back, just after the Switch had, had first come out, and I played Breath of the Wild the mm-hmm. entire trip. But yeah, as you say, you could plug it into the USB ports. Oh. But I kept, I sort of varied it. Occasionally, I put it on the table with a kickstand and played with, you know, just the Joy-Cons dab on my side. Sometimes I sort of picked it up to, to bring it closer mm-hmm. and whatever. Because again, I guess, you know... it. I mean, you know, I remember playing on the Game Boy and, you know, thinking that that screen was like an enormous thing. And now now on these, you're like, I wish the screen was just a little bit bigger. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, it's just, it's so, it's so perfect I, for traveling. The thing about the Switch, though, I think the thing that made it so impressive, the appeal to me was the adaptability. Because it can go from like, from like PlayStation and Xbox level where it stays where it is, where it's plugged in, where it stays like into a machine that's plugged into the wall and you have controllers in your hands. Or you can make it literally just a big, a big DS or a big Game Boy. And so I think the adaptability is, for me anyway, is what obviously on the games dumping, but made it so impressive was the amount of places you could take it and the amount of stuff you could do with it, which is why I have beef with the light because it takes away half the adaptability, which was the main appeal of the Switch in the first place for me. I'm so I, I'm okay with the light because like I was tempted to say, I was tempted to buy one. I used to have to uh, travel a lot for work up to Edinburgh and 
just sort of like for I spent half my life kind of up there just in like Airbnbs and I took my Switch up there one time I played some Stardew Rally and some Tile of Goose game and it was great but then I ended up just like for the price of uh, getting myself a Switch would be like 170 bucks and I think um, mm-hmm. at the time there was some sort of deal thing where the Xbox One S was like 100 at Tesco's so I just picked one of those up and took that to Edinburgh with me to use when I settled around but um I mean, that is one thing. If, if I'm going to just keep flexing the uh, tattooed arm of Xbox here, but, <laughs> like, if they could get to this point where they put Game Pass on there, so I can just put, or, you know, even the cloud version, like, on the Switch, I would probably have it, like, because it would be useful to sit in bed playing. So, yeah, my hot take on why the Switch Pro has been so underwhelming, if you want to still kind of refer to it by that, you know, colloquial name, is because they're not going to give away their next, sort of, their next console move, which surely would be something like you know they're not going to back away from the switch portability and and that sort of that changeability now i shouldn't think because that's their usp and that's what's made the switch so successful is that you can you know as as you say play on the tv one minute whack the joy cons in and and play it on the go straight away they're not going to get rid of that now because that's such a unique element of the switch so i think probably them holding off from a 4K, something new. Again, not. I, I could never guess what Nintendo would do next. That's. I guess that's the joy of. I was them. gonna say you're saying like you don't. You know they're not gonna move away from this possibility. For all you know, they're gonna bring like back a giant server-sized thing. It's Nintendo. They could do anything. The next <laughs> thing could be like a car you sit in and is also a console, like Mad Men over a Nintendo. Yeah. I think though with Nintendo, even if so, if I think in like my like not in my lifetime. But in my time of like playing games, the biggest console that I've used from Nintendo is a Wii, which compared to stuff like even a PlayStation 4 and stuff like that and like an Xbox 360, it's like half the size. And so if like so if I was traveling somewhere and I wanted like a big ass console, one that needed to be plugged in, that compared to Xboxes and Playstations and all that stuff, it's so much smaller and so much easily taken. Like if I wanted to take a backpack, an Xbox or a PS or a PlayStation of any kind takes up all the space. Like, that's it. You put that in and you can't fit anything else in it. But if you even a Wii, putting the Wii in that, you could fit snacks in there. <laughs> you could fit shower gel. You could fit clothes. Like, I just think they're really good at making, like, so much fit into something so little. Because, like, even if I, I've got a PS4 Slim and it's, like, even though it's a Slim and it was one of the, like, latest ones before the PS5 came out, it's chunky and it's heavy and it's, like, really weighted. But then when I've picked up my Wii, it's got nowhere near that amount of weight. I just think they're really, really good at like making things like, like portable and like easy to carry around with. Yeah, love you, Nintendo. See, I I don't know if this is obviously I, I can see you smiling there, Adam. If you know what I'm about to say, but the, the Series S is just so cute and small. It's like I knew it. It's like the size of your shoe. <laughs> I could feel it. I could just, I could just see it. Like your pupils were turning into X's <laughs> as, as she was speaking. <laughs> um, it's so adorable. Like, it's such a packageable. You know, pick up and take in your pocket. I've got to have a little anecdote in here, right? So I used to work at Game Station when the Wii was first released, and um, we used to have stuff oh my being God, kind Game of Game Station throwback. I know. Uh, so we used to have like a lot of people obviously trading in their their Wii consoles and and whatever, and obviously that you know a lot of them. The kids have got their hands on them. Someone brought one in to try and trade in. And we had to obviously test them when they brought them to make sure they worked. And this one, we were trying to put like discs in and it just wasn't having it. We just thought we couldn't get the disc to go in. And we're like, what, why, why is this? Um, when we had a proper look, uh, one of the kids had just been like clearly just slotting coins into the disc tray. You know, it had that kind of like floaty disc tray that sort of just 
Like, yeah. So it was absolutely like a money bank. So I know you were saying about, you know, a wee bit not being portable, but you can use it as a purse. Multitasking. I was so confused. I was like, how does this prove a wee's compatibility? Compatibility. I was like, I don't know what, where he's going with this. But that's true, I suppose. But if it'll digest anything, you could keep a sandwich in there. This is it. I mean, it's if you limitless. Some I don't think an Xbox. I don't think an Xbox could do that, could it, Pack Callie? Lunch? No, I don't think you. No, I'm, I'm afraid it doesn't make very good lunchbox. <laughs> Looks a bit more like a lunchbox. Yeah. <laughs> what is the appeal of a console if you can't a use it as a lunchbox? In the name. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the um, KFC console? Yes. Yes. Like a high-end PC with like a container that you can put your chicken in to keep it warm. That's a that's an idea. To be fair, you could use that fetish. <laughs> I'd be tempted to try and get one, because that's going to be worth a lot once it's collectible. As well, though, that's mm, completely... Well, not anything. Well, I mean, if you made foods. pancakes, pancakes, pizza, you could put... If you made a couple, you could put it in there. I've got a mug warmer, and it changed my life. Imagine that, but attached to the place where you spend most of your time. <laughs> I think that's really good. I'm kind of sad I don't have a place one. full of all the electronical equipment. <laughs> yeah, keep your cup of tea. Well, as long as you're careful, you'll be fine. Maybe, probably not, but still, as potential, I think. Maybe I'm just being I, too nice. I just don't Criticize think I really so my, my chicken and my lunch and all that sort of stuff, <laughs> you know, in into my consoles. I mean, like, or near my consoles. Or there's this is we've got a long way from the uh, the OLED <laughs> switch right now. Uh, I've, uh, we've 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 traversed some honest, terrain. Anytime we're talking about Nintendo, you're going to be talking about some interesting wild concepts for consoles. So that's not too bad. Uh. <laughs> Actually, I, I, um, I never had a GameCube. I really love the design of it. Like it's got her handle. That, like that's portable. That is a lunchbox. Um, I also found out like the uh, the N64. Like the whole reason, like for its design with the little round bits on the side, is so that it's droppable. Like, what? they are, this is a kid's toy, is the kind of Nintendo, you know, philosophy, so they need to be, you know, kid-proof. So you can drop it, not break it. It's like with the uh, Switch, the cartridges taste like, you know, awful shit, so that kids won't accidentally swallow them. Yeah. Um, They're quite innovative. Nintendo in that, used to have, part of their sort of uh, quality assurance testing before they released a console was that it could be dropped from a certain height. Um, I don't oh, what? think that's still a thing because like the Switch doesn't look very droppable to me. But um, <laughs> yeah, that, that used to be like a thing they'd do. So like the Game Boy is pretty robust if you love it. Uh, like, as you say, the N64. They've got like <laughs> decent it. shell on them. <laughs> Just you picking up every single console and throwing it against the ground and seeing which one smashes the leaf. That's a good test of durability. I was wondering, it's crazy. You get those on YouTube. Like, uh, you know, mobile phone, like, durability tests on YouTube where people have gone and bought, like, an iPhone and then they just break it and to see how much you can take and think, God, how much money are you making on, like, YouTube video to just to justify smashing up a brand new iPhone? Yeah. Oh, it stresses me out seeing Same. people on YouTube that are like, brand new iPhone baked in the oven. I'm like, why? So much better, better places that money could have gone. Slightly diversion here. I was like, uh, had... Dan uh, talking on the other podcast about buying a new iPhone, walking out of the shop, opening it and dropping it, and scratching the oh. screen. Oh. Those kind of stories just hurt oh, me. I've got, I've got one as well. So after, you're getting a bit of a live history from me here. When I uh, finished working at GameStation, I started working at uh, like a phone shop. And yeah. um, mm-hmm. like this guy just bought, it wasn't an iPhone, but it was like a brand new Samsung or something. And obviously, you know, we were on commission, so I was trying to sell him insurance, and I said, you know, it covers accidental damage and, like, you know, theft and those sorts of things. 
Um, and he was umming and ahhing. And he, he was sort of interested, but then he actually went, you know what? No, I think I'll be all right. I think, I think I'll be fine. And like, no word of a lie, he walked outside the shop with the, with the phone in his hand and he dropped it and it went, it went down a drain. Like, no! Like, as, in, as in like a flawless drop. It was perfectly down, down the slot. And he literally <sighs> turned around, looked back into the store at me and I was just like, oh no. Like, oh. get that insurance now, please. Exactly, right? It was like <laughs> it was one of those things where it had already gone through the till as like no insurance, so we couldn't then suddenly just put it on. It, you know, mm-hmm. I would love to. I would literally, if you know, in a world where you know it wasn't horrendous capitalist awfulness, I would have been like, mate, yeah, I'll just, I'll just pretend you'd put the insurance on it and we'll, and it's fine. But mm-hmm. because the system was like absolutely not, um, he was oh. he was devastated. Yeah, you could see his little heartbreak. It was that uh, breaks my heart. It was that Simpsons episode where. Um, Ralph uh, gives Lisa the Valentine's Day card and Bart keeps rewinding it to say like you can see the exact moment his heart breaks uh, it was that, it was that <laughs> exact thing I was thinking of you know the Simpsons episode where Bart Milhouse oh and who else is it it might be Ralph they all band together to buy a comic book uh, and then they all fight yeah, yeah. over it yes it's Martin and it gets struck by lightning and ripped apart by the dog yeah yeah Ra- radioactive <laughs> man if you want not share. yes oh my god it's one of the best episodes I love that episode it's very good Sorry, so be a diversion of The Simpsons. Sorry, I'm just now intrigued with like uh, Glitch's knowledge of Zelda and The Simpsons, apparently. <laughs> just pulling the names of episodes out, yeah. I'm very well versed on episode on seasons <laughs> one, two, and three, but and the film, but anything after that, I draw a blank. That's fair. It does. You've not missed a lot after that, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think I have either. Apart from Who Shot Mr. Burns. Oh, that's a classic, yeah. It really is. It's fantastic. Um, other than that, in the news, has anyone been playing anything particularly exciting this week? I wouldn't say so, to be honest. No. Because I've been I've been mainly thinking about, you know, the game showdown that we've been doing where everyone's finding their best games and listing them and all yes. that stuff. I've been trying to, like, properly categorise them and, like, try and be plausible. Because I th- cause certain games are my automatic answer, but I don't think they're necessarily the best ones. And so I'm trying to weird them up and be fair. I mean, what a, what a uh, yeah, what an undertaking to try and find the best game of all time. I mean, that, that's, oh, it's just God, so it's just so multifaceted in a way that I don't I don't even know if it's uh, reasonable to try and find just one. <laughs> I, I know we were talking about totally, the ins and outs totally of like oh, do we do we compare like retro and and sort of really original stuff with with modern mm. day? I mean, like look at like that's. That's crazy. That's like saying which which rocket is better out of the one that first landed on the moon, or that or that one that's like traipsing around autonomously on Mars at the minute. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like it's very very mm-hmm. different things. Like both mm-hmm. groundbreaking in their in their time. But yeah, it's a big thing. I've been there. I finally finished Resident Evil Eight, which was an experience, and oh. I've been kind of catching up on a few other things. I'm playing um, Age of Calamity on the Switch, the Breath of the Wild spin off, though still canon. Smash them, hack them. Is that the um, yeah, the uh, Hyrule Warriors? Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, and I also decided as well, based on uh, Metroid Dread coming out, I was having a lot of conversations about Castlevania and, and those sort of games. So I've actually picked up the Castlevania Anniversary Collection on Switch and have been playing the original Castlevania. My God, it's the hardest <laughs> thing I've ever. It's just brutally difficult, nightmare stuff. Oh my god, I tell a lie actually, speaking of brutally difficult. I've been trying to platinum Crash Team Race in the remake, well it's not Crash Team Race, and Crash Nitro Fueled on PS4 and my god, that game is hard. It's probably the the lo- longest like the longest I've ever played a game is Crash Team Race and it's the first proper game I ever played. It's impossible. It's so hard. It's such a demanding game. I watched um, a video on IGN where some of the developers watch a speedrun and there's... Um, 
you can unlock like the original roster of characters from the original game and to unlock entropy you have to beat all of his time trials and two out of the three developers in that video admitted that they can't beat all his time trials <laughs> i just think if the developers can't do it what fucking hope have i got literally not. <laughs> it's not gonna happen it's such a demanding game it's so good but it's so demanding it's really really hard anyway sorry i just wanted to complain talking about those old games like castlevania and such um then like is it ghosts and goblins or something oh, like that yeah yeah just impossibly <laughs> brutally difficult games though like, that's the kind of game talking about switches that is kind of ideal for it like I, in, in terms of what I would want to play on a Switch, it is like platformers and things like that. Met, Metroid Dread really appeals to me um, as a platformer. Doesn't you know all the 3D ones haven't really, but uh, yeah, kind of seems like the perfect console for that. I think a lot of people see it as like an indie game console. It just it is so beautiful for that. If if you know not only because it offers things like your touchscreen controls and your uh, you know your uh, gyroscope controls and all that kind of stuff if you want them in but also as you say it's just pick up and play you know you can do 20 minutes 30 minutes here and it doesn't doesn't hurt too much mm. um but it, yeah i just I, I really love just just again it's like a love letter to gaming uh having all of the you know this this huge back catalog where you can play your, your nes and snes games but also so many developers are now releasing these repackaged collections of things mm-hmm. and it's just it's great for you know younger generations who you know, want to experience where where all the stuff came from today, or you know, play like the the origins of a, a series they've just got into, but also for yeah, for older gamers who want to kind of revisit it in a without having to you know dig through the attic and pull out their consoles. I was and... gonna say I admire your optimism. You think the younger <laughs> generation of gamers are gonna be willing to play any of the old stuff we did? So so I uh, I got a like a friend of mine. Um, his son just turned thirteen, and for for his birthday, he didn't want a PS Five. Or any of your Xbox silliness, or even even <laughs> even a pre-order for the OLED Switch. What he wanted was an N64 because Aww. he was refusing to play, play Breath of the Wild until he played Ocarina of Time. So oh they got him like a proper setup with uh, Ocarina of Time, Smash Brothers, uh, you know, all, all the good, all the good stuff. And he's having like the best time because you know that's to him that's all. I need to I need to go back and see where this all sort of came from so there are oh that's min i love that that, that kid is one in a million but right. he does sound great. <laughs> right. shout out to shout out to paul his name's paul the young lad shout out paul my lad <laughs> you know, i um i think i talked to you about it on the uh, zelda episode because i have gone in 64 i did start trying to play ocarina in time didn't get very far i've been meaning to say it back up but it's just like with the amount of new games i've got to play just the idea of going back and trying to you know finish off some things from mm. when i was like 10 <laughs> doesn't seem like it's ever going to happen. You may- I need to make this my day job so I can just spend the day playing N64 games. <laughs> that would be, reviewing that would be the beauty, wouldn't it? Mm. It's so good. The dream. <laughs> so anyway, um, you mentioned or you hinted at there our competition, Holly. Yes! Uh, so we, of course, are running now the... Fuck it, it's the official title, the Commie Cup. Yeah. We're going to be placing game versus game, anything from 2000 onwards, unless it somehow sneaks in, so I'm not really checking that hard. <laughs> And so we're going to try and come up with the best game of all time, mm. as chosen by me, the dictator. <laughs> so, fairly, I must say, like, I'm, I'm trying to put fair fair arguments. So as long as you can bring me an argument, and it's a good one, like, yeah, sure, I'm going to have a bit of a bias on certain things, but let's just see how good you are arguing. <laughs> now, it's a particularly interesting one, this, uh, as we're going to have... Cart vs. Cart. Yes! Or Clash of the Carts, I believe you coined the term. Clash of Carts. <laughs> so, 
if you'd like to go ahead and uh, tell us who who wants to shout at me first. Um, I'll let Glitch go first because then I can accurately counteract his arguments. You may go. Like the rabbit. I mean, you, <laughs> what, you, what, what you've done there, Holly, without realising it, is you've set yourself up for the biggest fall because you, you know you're gonna you're gonna sit there and go. No, he's convinced me that he's right. And in fact... You don't know. You don't know what I've got. Sister, you don't know. What I've got you, don't know. you don't know, girlfriend. <laughs> also, by the time that like, Glitch is done and you start telling me about a racing game, I'm going to be like, oh, another racing game? Oh, I've already heard about this. So, yeah, you may have screwed yourself over oh, the holiday. So... You could have told me that before we designated who was talking back. You should have assumed I had a small amount of attention to pay. So... Clash of the Karts. Go for it. Clash of the Karts. What are you representing? Well, I am representing um, Mario Kart 8 because we are, we are of course, going to sort of look at the franchise as a whole. But Mario Kart 8 being the culmination of sort of, you know, the, the rich history, nearly 30 years of history now of, of Mario Kart. Um, first came out, I believe, in 1992. Uh, so we are, we are so close now to 30 years of that. And that, I mean, that in itself, Christ. Callie, should be something that you consider whilst... Casting your unbiased vote for the for the best karting game, the best party racer. Of course, I will be excluding anything from before two thousand. So in which case, I will just have to ignore all that history. I will talk entirely. <laughs> I will talk exclusively about about Mario Kart Eight. No, no, you can have, you can talk about the the previous bits of the franchise. Like I played uh, sixty four. That was the actual Mario Kart game I originally played. So. You can probably play on a bit of my nostalgia with that, I'm sure. Okay, but I think, you know, you can't talk about Mario Kart without going back. So you're right. Thank you for opening that up. I think you're a very fair dictator. Thank you. Uh, it's <laughs> incredible Thank work. You. Um, so, okay, Mario Kart was actually probably like a genre-defining uh, introduction in 1992. So there were there were sort of um, other racing games, but they, they tended towards, as much as you could at that point, like a simulation of racing. So... It was it was stuff like your outruns where you were on a proper track in a real car, or it was like an F1 game, or those sorts of things. And then Mario Kart obviously put a a, a famous video game character and all of his mates in a go karting track with loads of fun and hijinks and all that kind of stuff. But all that aside, sort of the introduction of like weaponry whilst you were racing, and you know the ability to um, you know as you say change characters, which which affect like the weight class of your character, so how fast they might go, and those sorts of things. It introduced things now that we take for granted in racing games. So it was the first racing game to give you the option to power slide, um, which, or, or, you know, as it's now called, drifting. You know, that's uh, something that the game completely introduced. And, you know, you look at Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, it's now sort of mastered that. You can you can do, like, a power slide and you can you can up your boost level by three different categories until you get, like, the best boost and with, like, the sort of the absolute optimum control. So it stops being just just a fun racing game and actually you know it requires you to to learn the tracks and be skilled in sort of controlling your carts and that kind of thing but it it never lost its sort of heart within the the kind of carnage of just chucking items at your mates and screaming at them and and just dancing (laughs) on their graves uh you know that's and that's at the heart of mario kart you uh you spoke about mario kart 64 it had one of my favorite advertising taglines of all time um in the adverts for it on tv you had like real people like uh, driving cars like kicking off and like going mad at each other in the streets and then there was like a big like no entry sign with stamp on it and it was like keep road rage off the streets and then it went <laughs> on to like Mario Kart 64 and it was the people like you know lobbing red shells at each other and blowing each other up and all that kind of good stuff and you know at the heart of all the Mario games that is the joy you know you're out in front and you someone in eighth gets a blue shell and just ruins your entire day and it's just the best it's just the best feeling and I don't think you know any of these imposter 
other racing games, you know, these these party games, like probably one that Holly's going to talk about. You know, none of them would even <laughs> they wouldn't even have taken their first breath if it wasn't for you know that beautiful Super Nintendo game way back in '92. So I mean, Holly, I'll, I'll hand it over to you for now. I mean, I guess we'll go back and forth, but you've already you've already got you know you're already in last position, and I'm, and I'm in pole position. Come on. Okay, that's fine. I have taken notes so I can counteract every single thing you've said. <laughs> um, so obviously Mario Kart came out, like you said, a lot. A lot like earlier than the first Crash Team Racing did. The first Crash Team Racing came out in 1999. There was two kart racing games in between that one and Nitro Fuel that we're not going to talk about because they weren't developed by Naughty Dog, so I don't count them. Because any games before the Insane Trilogy that weren't developed by Naughty Dog were not good. Sorry, all the people who developed the games that weren't developed by Naughty Dog. But um, I think that if you consider the amount of installments in Mario Kart, I can only name a couple because there were only a couple that garnered enough attention where I played them with my friends. And I think that, Crash, in my opinion, I think Crash Team Racing, just because of the amount of people that know it, the amount of people that played it, and the amount of people that still really, really love it, challenged Mario Kart with one instalment. Even though Mario Kart's got so many... Obviously, people talk about Mario Kart, and it's an overarching thing of all these different Mario Kart games. People talk about Crash Team Racing, and they talk about that one game, that one original game that's now been remastered, but the remaster is only a slight expansion on what the original game was. And I think that it challenged the entirety of Mario Kart with that one instalment, which to me is a really, really big deal, because Mario Kart is, regardless of anything, such a good game and so, so huge. But I think it challenged it because of the innovations it made on a genre that Mario Kart had already done well in. Like I said, didn't didn't start the genre, didn't make it, but improved it tenfold, in my opinion. Because Mario Kart tenfold. still to this day is you and your friend. I think so. Is still to this day like you with your friends. You can play online. You can do all this stuff. Both editions of Crash Team Racing have an adventure mode. First of all, with I think five. One, two, three, four, four or five, I can't even remember, separate bosses. So you go through four or five levels in an area, you beat a boss and you get a key and you move on to the next one. So it's got an adventure mode with a story with a boss. You beat the boss once, you have to go around and get all the collectibles because there's collectibles that are part of the adventure mode. And then you go back and beat him again. And in Crash Nitro Field specifically, which is the remake, you can also go back and you can earn coins. You can get, There's daily challenges. So every day, every week, and every three weeks, you get new challenges where you can earn coins and you unlock things. So that's how you unlock new characters and new cards, etc, etc, etc. And also, you were talking about the drift in Mario Kart, where Mario Kart 8 introduced a triple drift that Crash Team Racing already had in 1999. That triple boost was already in Crash Team Racing. Because it's a harder drift, I'll give it that, because you have to use multiple buttons. But you drift and you use... the So you drift with either L1 or R1, and you use the corresponding L1 or R1 to boost yourself. And you get one, you get two, you get three, and if you hit all three, you get a mega boost at the end. And that has been there since the original instalment of the game. Obviously, like I say, the adventure mode and the endless collectibles. And I just want to say, as an overarching thing, I know I've said a lot in a short amount of time, wasn't the first breath. But it was a better one, and that's wow. everything. I mean, that's fair. What yeah. a bite back! <laughs> um, we lost you for a sec there. Are you saying like, is that there is only one Crash Team Racing? It's not no, no. Like so there's two. Crash Team Racing, and then there's Crash Tag Team Racing and Crash Nitro Kart. But um, Naughty Dog developed um, Crash One, Crash Two, and Crash Three Warped and Crash Team Racing, and then they lost the Crash license, and it was picked up by other studios. They're the people who made um, Crash Tag Team and Crash Nitro Kart, 
they made Crash of the Titans, Twin Sanity, and oh, what's the third one? Mind Over Mutant. That were hold on, hold on, hold on. We're not talking about the racing games now. No, I know we're not. I'm just talking about the studios and how they've bounced about. And so hey, I'm not. I'm not allowing other oh, games from that what? studio to okay. interfere. No, they're not interfering. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying that I don't include that the studio trying dirty them. I don't. I don't include them anyway. <laughs> Bring up all the brilliant Crash games. <laughs> and then Beanox, Beanox have developed um, Crash Nitro Fueled, which is a remaster slash remake of Crash Team Racing, but with the tracks and characters um, outside Adventure Mode from Team Race from um, Nitro Kart. So I have questions. Okay. Okay, so you mentioned uh, there's daily and weekly challenges to unlock yes. things. Mm-hmm. Are we talking about from a game that's like ten years old? No, no, no. So basically, in the roster, in like the roster of characters and cast and stuff, um, you know, in Mario Kart, as you develop and you um win more um cups and stuff like that, you unlock characters as you go, and you have to do certain things to unlock characters and stuff like that. Um, outside of the adventure mode, you get all the characters from the original Crash Team Race, and you get all the characters from Nitro Kart, and you get bonus characters like Baby Crash and Baby Coco and the lab assistant from the original Crash games. Like, loads, I think there's, like, 50 of them in total. The only one that you can't unlock, like, just playing the game is um, Entropy, which I mentioned earlier, you have to beat all of his time trials, which is really fucking hard. I think Crash Team Racing's only... There's two major flaws. One is you don't have to. You can unlock them just through racing, but you can spend money to unlock characters, which I think counts as a microtransaction, which I don't really like considering you've already paid for the game. That and its difficulty, because it was a hard game originally, it's still hard. Um, and obviously I'm a little bitch, so I find it really, really difficult. But, um, what so, year? Hmm? Sorry, what year was this at? What year was Nitro Fueled out? The one with my, uh, has microtransactions. Um, yeah. 2018. Obviously and that's just a that's a remaster essentially of Crash Team Racing, yeah. Remaster with a lot more content. There's like a like a, re- okay. a way bigger arcade mode. And what I was on about is the characters. There's like fifty, and so you unlock them from the pit stop, and you earn coins in the pit stop by either playing online or playing an arcade mode. Um, you get more playing online. You get like one per time coins, which is playing online. And then if you play it certain, so if you play it at the weekend, you get five times the coins. If you play on one per time, you get two times the coins. And the coins rack up and you can unlock characters, character skins, character carts, cart colours, wheels, decals and stickers. And then in adventure mode, you can apply those to whatever character you want. You can also, whatever characters you have unlocked, you can, again, gain, I think, four or five skins just by winning races with the character. You don't have to do anything at all. You don't have to spend any money or do any challenges. The daily challenges, the weekly challenges and the pro challenges, which is what the third ones are called, all unlock a different level of coins. So I think the daily challenges are 25, the weekly challenges are 100, and I think the pro challenges are 200. And the, the refresh, obviously, every day, every week, every three or four weeks to a month. Um, and then they refresh and they're different things. So it'll be like, win a race with this character in mirror mode, like do a ring rally, which is a battle. Um, do a ring rally like with this character, play, like do X amount of laps on this track with this character and stuff like that so they go from really really easy so one of the daily challenges every couple of weeks is just go to the pit stop and look what's there because the pit stop is where you unlock all the characters and stuff and then in the pit stop you get two refreshes a day so if you see the characters and you don't like them you can refresh them get a new one see if you like them if you don't like them you refresh them and get a new one if you don't like them you have to wait which is shit but the nature okay 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 firstly Take a breath, because I fear you might pass out. I don't recall <laughs> hearing you take a breath for the last ten minutes or so. See, a student, so. breath control. <laughs> sounds like, yeah, sounds like desperation. 
<laughs> education, um, education glitch. I know what I'm on about. This this is getting intense now. Glitch. Like, yeah. Is there an adventure mode in Mario? I will have to find out more about what this adventure mode exactly is in Crash, but I want to throw it back to Glitch. I can to... tell you afterwards if you want to know. Glitch. Thank you. So, there isn't an adventure mode because now mm. back on the N64, a competitor to Mario Kart, Diddy Kong Racing, was released in which there was an adventure mode, which was beloved. Uh, and again, works in a similar way. There's a very loose storyline and you had to race around certain tracks to kind of unlock further bits. And then you'd have like boss races, all those sorts of things. So it, it did give the one player mode a little bit more sort of longevity, maybe a bit of replay value to unlock certain characters and things. Now, Mario Kart never followed that trend because, and, and this was sort of Nintendo at the time, we were asked that, you know, why, you know, why isn't there a story mode in, in Mario Kart if Diddy Kong was sort of so popular? But they said that to them, this was still a party racer. It was, you know, it wasn't meant to be one of those things that you would sit and put in hundreds of hours into a, or, you know, or tens of hours into a story. The idea was that it was pick up and play. You could do a four track like Grand Prix and, you know, get, you get your trophies. There's different levels of difficulty. So they call them sort of CC classes. So you'd start off with your 50cc, which was dead easy. And you'd go up to 200, 250cc or mirror mode where they flip the tracks around and, um, that that was kind of how they developed the difficulty or unlockables because again for every you know sort of a perfect gold you got or you know first place or whatever you would unlock in the new game you would unlock carts um, or different pieces of the cart because you can actually build your Mario Kart from the ground up so you can pick its wheels you can pick its chassis you can pick its like hang glider um, attachment and all of that affects the stats of the car so another good thing about the Mario game rather than giving you like just these cheap ways to to pull you back in every day with silly coins and refreshing pit stops instead you can just pick any of your favorite Nintendo characters from all over the place and that includes you've got some Animal Crossing characters in there now you've got Legend of Zelda characters you've got kind of interesting ones from the Mario back catalog that you wouldn't expect to see but are kind of fun to play as all of them are around and again they affect the kind of the, the weight and speed of the car but then you can adjust the car to kind of give them the sort of feel you want they've also introduced new vehicle types which was something they took from diddy kong racing because people were like it's really cool that you can pick different cars and different vehicle types so you can also ride like ride on quad bikes or motorbikes which give you very different sorts of handling and again some of them have like they have slight boons in some departments but like negative elements in another so the reason they don't put the adventure mode in is because they want you to play this with your friends. Uh, you know, they've kind of kept the multiplayer, like the couch multiplayer, as such a big option. But they've also introduced the sort of, obviously, online play, which is a lot of fun. Um, allows you to jump in and play without risk of people, like, giving you abuse. Because it's just get on, race with people around the world, have a good time. It's, uh, it's just it's all about the fun. Uh, and lastly, it has, instead of adventure mode and stuff, it has other modes such as versus, where you can just race against your friends rather than against computer players. So you can have like a one-on-one or a four-on-four or whatever. Uh, and there's also battle mode, which has, has made a sort of return in this in this iteration of the game, where you basically, it's just a all-out brawl with your weapons. So you're in like a battle arena, which is normally like a, maybe like a circular or square map. Uh, and the idea is it's just like wipe out the rest of your opponents before they wipe you out. You have three balloons hanging from your car or floating from your car even hanging would be weird uh floating from your car and you have to pop all three of the other person players balloons there's also some fun modes like uh, like police mode like cops and robbers where you have to like catch the you know, catch the criminals or theirs jewelry isn't a gift you give just once it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it 
Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. One where you have to be the one holding like the, I think it's a, I think it's a power star or something. You have to be the one that holds it longest without getting hit. Uh, and those kind of things. It's like a king of the hill. But yeah, so yeah. Racing. So they've introduced some really fun stuff. Um, and I think that's really what's at the heart of the Mario Kart game. You know, um, Holly rightly points out Crash Bandicoot is a very difficult racing game. Um, mm-hmm. Mario Kart gives you the option to play it either in a, sort of an easy way, so it makes it a bit more accessible for kids, um, or you can put it on the ludicrous sort of 200cc where actually it, like the computer players are impossible to beat or, you know, give you like a really big challenge. And lastly... Now, Nintendo are all about that sort of uh, encompassing gameplay. There are two options while you're playing that you can actually switch on for, for say, children or less, lesser skilled players, where it automatically kind of glues your car to the track so that you can't kind of fall off. So it follows like a racing route automatically. Um, and there's one that's just sort of like an, a bit of an assist when it comes to, you know, uh, like it kind of accelerates for you so you can just concentrate on steering and that kind of thing. So it allows... You know, almost like a what you know, like a handicap you would have in sport, where if someone is really good at the game, and someone is like brand new, you can still play each other and have a good time because you know you don't have that sort of disadvantage. So I think it's it's just all around more fun, you know, and it and it doesn't doesn't rely on these these very silly little tactics to draw you in every day. See, when you're talking about like the that, I like the accessibility. I always think accessibility is really good, but also part of me sounds like you've got a coward mode. Mm. You don't have to be. You don't have to be a coward, Cal. You don't have to be that. It's your choice. Well, it's your choice. <laughs> Glue to the tracks. Um, so, does the Crash Team, Crash Team, do you have anything that can go up against Battle Mode here and against Again, those I other modes? Made another list to counteract on. <laughs> um, one thing that I forgot to mention that I wanted to mention is that they don't anymore because they've given us all the tracks. But um, for when the game first got released, it only had the tracks from Crash Team Racing. It didn't have the Nitro Kart tracks, which it now has. But to celebrate like the release of the game and all this stuff, um, for a, a, I think it was a year, it was a long time, every month, 
that announced a new Grand Prix, where with every Grand Prix there was four new tracks, four new carts, new characters, new everything. And then you got like, I know that Glitch doesn't like the coins, but I think the coins are cute. <laughs> and so if you like came and whatever, you could play like in, you could play in um, arcade mode or you could play them online. And basically completing them meant that you automatically unlocked like those characters and those carts if you competed in the Grand Prix while they were happening. And um, obviously, I know that like Mario Kart didn't include the adventure mode because it's a party racer. Crash is a party racer, still has the adventure mode because it's nice. And I know that um, which was on about the fact that obviously each cart changed the handling of the car. The characters in Crash changed the handling of the car, not the car itself. Um, and as well, they've got the option. So they didn't have it didn't have it originally, but now it's got an option where you can pick any character, any car, anything you want, and you can now in the modification settings change what the handling is. So you can have speed, turn, acceleration, drift, or balanced. Or classic. And classic is just the car moves the way it did in the original um, Crash Team Racing. There isn't a chat mode on the online thing either. So no one's being mean. No one's calling each other bitches. No one's doing anything. It's just you race. And then you can stay in the lobby or you can leave. As well, they've got a matchmaking mode in online mode so it looks at your stats and what you usually play as in arcade mode and pairs and you up with you. singles in your area with also no, the similar stats technically <laughs> kind of kind of people that also so for example like i said it's a hard game so i usually play um in easy with three laps and stuff like that it matches you up with people who also tend to play at that difficulty with that amount of laps so you, rather than me going up against someone or going up against like a developer or someone at like a really, really high level, I'm matched with someone at my ability level, so I'm not getting absolutely thrashed every single race. I can change that if I want to, you don't have to do that, but you, but it's it's there, it's the main um, online option. Um, there's a versus mode in Crash as well, inside arcade mode, because arcade mode has got every single thing that you can play in the game, but obviously in arcade mode, so you play against the computer, including the battle mode, which Crash does also have, it's got 10 different ways of battling. It's got like ring rallies and capture the flags and like just general battles that you so the original game had battle mode that was just like the same as Mario Kart where it was different weapons. But they've got like so capture the flag is you pick up a flag and you take it to your zone, then the other team have to come and get that. There's a ring rallies where you go through rings. There's oh what's the other one? I played another one the other day. Oh there's crystal chase, which is there's crystals like around a zone. You like you both collect as many as you can, and then once all the crystals are gone, you have to drive into each other to knock crystals out of each other, and then you collect them crystals and go on. And there's I think ten different battle modes. There might be more actually. And yeah, but there's different difficulty modes for all the battle modes as well, as well as adventure mode and um like versus races. There's different difficulty levels that you can pick from. Um, and as well, I know that because um, I use when I play Mario Kart, I use the settings that keep you on the track because I fall off tracks. But luckily, crashes turn cars. So if you choose the turn option, the handling is really fucking good. Uh, there's only two. I'm not. A, I'm not amazing at the game. And there's only two tracks where even if I've got my handling on speed, if I want speed as my like as my best quality, I still it, it is hard. You have to put effort in to fall off the tracks. And that's everything. I like would uh... said. I would like I would like Callie if possible just to, just to retort to a few of those things, but um, and I'm going to get in the mud for one of them. Uh, you know. Oh. Okay, go for it. I've got a few questions I want to ask, but I'll let you uh, retort while it's fresh. Well, so no, to me, right? I, I've played both, and I'll, you know, I have enjoyed both. I, I won't pretend that I haven't. I now, but I did play the original Crash Team Racing that was out in. Did you say '99, Holly? Yeah. 99. Yeah. Now, getting in the mud a little bit here. The fact that they had to remake a game that was released. You know, twenty years, well, you know, nineteen years before the release that, that Holly's now talking about, because they realised 
we haven't done anything of substance or of worth since then, so we're just going to have to remake something from all the way back in 99. Whereas Mario Kart has continued to adapt and sort of improve upon a formula that has clearly worked over and over. Like, Mario Kart is consistently one of the highest selling games on any Nintendo console that comes out. The Wii Mario Kart was one of the highest selling games on the entire console uh, and of that era and generation. It was just, it was enormous. And, the, you know, the, the kind of gimmicky control with your steering wheel, you can still do that on the Switch. Uh, you can buy sort of peripherals to put your Joy-Cons in or your handles, Callie. You can put your handles in the steering wheel um, <laughs> if you really want to have a bit of a laugh. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's good for either if you're a kid or you've had six vodkas and you fancy, you know, trying your hand at Rainbow Road with a, with a wheel. Um, but I think where, where Mario Kart stands out to me is in what I think is really important is the track design. Um, sort of getting down to it, they've picked the best tracks from all eras in, in Mario Kart 8. So you can play things that were on the SNES, the N64, the DS, the Game Boy, um, Game Boy Advance, sorry. You, those tracks have been recreated faithfully in the game, but with sort of your HD graphics. And it's the best of the best with obviously some brand new tracks to kind of, you know, to kind of build if a roster. You may. You started this argument with uh, having a go at Crash for being a remake of an old thing. And now you're finishing it with... Uh... All the tracks being remakes of the best tracks from the previous Mario. Now I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that, but that's not to say that there wasn't anything sort of brand new. Now this is again, this is a celebration of the history of Mario Kart, not a mm. I'm going to just remake Mario 64 because it was good, and we'll see how that cracks on, and we'll add in a few extra shiny things to to attract new buyers. This was okay. Like we're going to appreciate the history of Mario Kart with everyone's sort of favourites from the past, but enough of a package all of itself that you know it is a brand new game. I will admit. This was a Wii U title first, um, but then literally most of the games that came out on Switch were also Wii U. That's that's more of a console falling apart's fault than the game needing to be remade. They just decided we're going to give these games a bit more life, seeing as the Wii U flopped so badly. Um, but the game itself really is standalone. Even if you took away the tracks that they are sort of paying homage to, all of the brand new tracks and you know some of the new weaponry and things are good enough to stand alone. I would say. Oh. Mm-hmm. Were there any? Was there new tracks added for this remake, or was it? Just- I've just typed that out in my notes to bring that up to counteract glitch. So the, like I said, they got released with the Grand Prix that started happening as soon as the game was dropped. So now the full version of the game has all the original tracks from Crash Team Racing, has all the tracks from Crash Nitro Kart, and new bonus levels based on characters that weren't included in either of those games. So my two favorite examples was they included um, a character called Bengamix. Um, that's a mix of um, like Dr. Carter X, Tiny Tiger, Dingo Dial and Engine. This like giant horrible monster thing. Um, he's like part of like a really obscure, I think it's a Game Boy Crash game that like really wasn't very popular, but they've included every character from like, like every proper character from every single Crash game, like as like an homage to the other games. And so Mega Mix now is his own playable character with six different skins and his own track called Mega Mix Mania. Um, the where oh what console was it on? I can't remember. There was another Crash game where Doctor Car X has a daughter called Nina, and so Nina is now a playable character with eight different skins and has her own track called Nina's Nightmare. And I think there's fifteen bonus tracks that are new tracks that they've made just for the game. Are there any skins etc that you can unlock, but if you don't unlock them by logging on at a certain time, you're never going to be able to get? No. Okay. So as you as you unlock them, I so hate I've games now... and services where you're like obliged <laughs> to play the game. You know? No, no, I've got um, I've got all the characters apart from Entropy unlocked, and you have to unlock him by playing the game. I can't unlock him from the pit stop. And um, but once all your characters are gone, so now I have two different skin options rather than an option to unlock a character and an option to unlock a skin. I now get two different skin options, and then so the tenter. 
do it where all the options in front of you are kind of like a bundle so they all they'll all match each other in some capacity and then when you refresh the next ones that come up will all match each other in some capacity etc etc glitch hello within mario kart there is i believe a version of peach with uh cat ears and also mario with cat ears is that correct cat peach and cat mario yeah okay and uh holly is there any cat people in every every animal um any animal character so tiny tiger puma crash mm. coco anyone they all have oh and um oh what's he called paula has one as well my favorite one paula has a skin <laughs> called marmalade bear paula where he's yellow and he looks like paddington bear That's so every, but, I mean, you didn't really every, answer the question there holly well, no, every single every single animal with fair has other has other skins that are um do, let, let, me are finish, let me finish non... let me finish let me Sorry? finish any um other any character that is already an animal has like like so crash crash has one that's a skunk um coco has one that's a um oh what's it called a lynx tiny tiger has one that's a doberman um pura has one because pura is a tiger pura has one where it's just hair in a lion costume which That's I think is really now this. Cute. I mean, this is a very, this is a very like I'm working in the government kind of answer, and you're, and you're not trying to answer the actual question asked. Like, are there any cat ears in yes. in the game? I can't. I, don't, I can't remember who they're for. Well, it can't be that but, memorable, yeah. then, can it? I mean, I don't feel you can base that on base anything on that, Callie. Well, there's it's already about ten different. There's already a cat. There's literally a cat. It's not the same, Holly. How is being a cat, a cat is not the same as having cat ears. No, she's got cat ears for every outfit she has. But she got but you can. That's because she is a cat. That's you can not play pure as puss in boots. You can play pure as puss in boots. This this debate has <laughs> just fallen into new lows with this. Are you asking at me? Straws, Holly. Are you asking me if there's a human that dresses up in cat ears? Is yes. that what you're asking me? Of course, no, that's, that's what he's asking. This is the best game in the world. We're looking for the best game in the world. Of course he's asking that question, Holly. No, I'm sorry. There isn't a human with cat ears. If that overrides this entire argument, I am leaving this company (laughs) and talking to you all. (laughs) No, no, no. It's just one factor. But what I want to ask about next then, because you've told me about all the different methods or the different modes or whatnot. Um, Mm -hmm. The tracks themselves, that's kind of one of the most important things. Now, I've not played Crash Team Racer. I've played Mario Kart 64. And I've played Mario Kart 8. Now, Mario Kart 64 is the one I remember more and have played more. And there was ice levels where there's penguins who really get on your nerves. Sherbetland. Sherbetland, yeah. And, like, there's... uh, The first level is the island. And now they have a waterfall secret route that you can jump into and go through as a shortcut, if you're good enough. And it's behind a waterfall. Now... What are the levels on Crash like? Are they crazy? Are they whimsical? Do we have penguins and such going about? And is there shortcuts? The first thing that comes to mind is the majority of the original tracks, at the very least, I actually haven't looked for the shortcuts in the newer tracks because you get a trophy for using all the basic shortcuts in the original tracks from the original game. So I haven't even looked for them in the new tracks. But they're more, but they're, if you look at any like like speed run, you can see there's a shortcut in every Old single tracks track. tracks are fine. So there is shortcuts. Okay, and are yeah, they yeah, hidden shortcuts? They're not yes. just like... Yes, they are. They're hidden. Ooh. Now, Some okay, of them are really there, hard. Is there, any, is there any through a waterfall? Oh, I don't know if there is. You know, there's definitely... One thing that I will say is on a waterfall. Sorry, this is like a diversion, but I promise it's coming back to a waterfall. They've got a thing <laughs> that I still haven't done. I've done every... I've tried it on every track and it hasn't worked. They've got this thing... Where the crates that you hit in Crash are like little little boxes, like you hit in the original game, and then you've got them. You've got TNT crates, you've got metal crates, you've got nitro crates, and if you go into um, arcade mode and play every single track, 
the developers of Crash Nitro Fueled is Beanox, is the development company. There are Beanox crates, hidden Beanox crates in every level. And you have to smash them in ev- every single level, everyone from everyone from Team Racing, everyone from Nitro Kart, and every single bonus level. There's a hidden one. If you break them all, you unlock the crate as a character. So you can play just driving, just as a TNT as a crate, box. or a Nitro okay. crate, just as a box. Can and the, one uh... of them... One of the hardest ones that you have to break is in Dingo Canyon. You have to go through a waterfall to break the Beanox crate. But I don't know about shortcuts through waterfalls. But can the crate wear cat ears? I don't think so. But it's really that funny. That would be an instant win if it could. When I, I played online and it got to... So at the end of every race, you get like... You can skip it if you want to. But you get like a podium. So you get the first, second and third and you get to see who's won. And one time I did it and a guy who was playing as a TNT crate came in third. And it was just a TNT crate on the podium. And all the characters have got winning animations that they do on the podium. And obviously the TNT crate doesn't move because it's a crate. And so I was like, oh, I was like, he must have left the lobby before it gets to the thing. And it's like a joke that that they're not there anymore. And they put the crate in place. But then I went back to the lobby and it was just a TNT crate sat in a car. And I know like (laughs) me telling it, it doesn't sound as funny, but it was fucking hilarious. Just this little car rumbling with no one in the seat, but a TNT crate. It's really good. Do we have any equivalents? Do we have any just little joke characters that are in there? I've seen, obviously, you've got like a metal link, which is quite cool, but any sort of just straight-up gag characters? Um, not gag characters so much. You can play as... You can introduce your Miis. So, obviously, if you've decided to give your me like, the Michael Jackson face or, you know, make him Mr. T or something like that, you can play as any of those characters in Mario Kart. So you can you can sort of create a me that you want to play as. So, you know, if you want to... Uh, who's that? Danny DeVito. You love Danny DeVito. So if you wanted to play, I do love Danny DeVito. if you wanted to marry your car as Danny DeVito, you just create a diversion create yourself... tactics. He's using he's using Danny DeVito to try and win you over. I would never do. Such I a haven't thing. done that. I would never do. That's because you can't do it. You can't play as Danny DeVito in Crash Team Racing. Uh, but again, so Mario, as as is always kind of the way with sort of these Mario games, you know, in similar ways to Smash Brothers, um, it tries to incorporate both the history and kind of the modern um, sort of Nintendo oeuvre of characters so you've got you can play as some of the animal crossing characters you can play as link as you just referenced but then you can go back and you can play as like bowser's children who were only really in super mario brothers 3 um and then sort of never really appeared again since as sort of main characters but you can play as all mm. seven of them i think there's seven uh it could be six but um like they're a lot of fun they're all kind of, and they're all uh little 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 bit of trivia here they're all named after uh, famous musicians so you've okay. got like Iggy, who's like after obviously like Iggy Pop, and then you've got yeah. uh, like Wendy. Iggy Zalea, It could be Iggy. Yeah. Oh, amazing! Imagine. <laughs> uh, but no, there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff like that. But unfortunately, no, you can't play as a crate. But then I'm not I'm not sure you want to because you know you can play as you can play as like Dry Bones, the uh, the sort of skeleton Cooper. Like, what, what more do you want? To be honest, play as a crate. That does sound mm. that hey. is quite good. But where's your when cat you say ears now? <laughs> <laughs> Don't go bringing up the cat ears. You won't win that. <laughs> Um, you said it's behind a waterfall, but it's not a shortcut. So what? You drive down there and you have to turn around? So that's kind of the annoying thing about the Beanox crate is that I haven't because I play on easy mode. But the majority of the time you have to die to get the crate. You have to, well, not die, but fall off the track and be respawned on the track. So you usually you go over a jump and there's a waterfall to the left of the jump that you don't interact with at all. You land at the end of the jump and then the um, finish line's just in front of it. So instead of going straight forward on back onto the track to the finish line, you have to tilt left and hit the waterfall and break the crate, and then you'll respawn back on the track and you can do the jump again. Is there a hidden room behind the waterfall then? 
No, the crate, the crate is, so you, so you go forward, you go beyond the water, you see yourself hit the crate behind the water. So you do go behind the waterfall. But so you see behind it. Okay, I mean, that's okay. I always, like, I mean, my biggest beef in games is when they put a waterfall without a hidden area behind it. It just feels like, <laughs> what an absolute waste of, like, a game. I was playing this with, uh, I think it was Gears, like, Hivebusters recently, and there was a, uh, yeah, a waterfall, no hidden room. So disappointing. There is hidden rooms, just not behind waterfalls. Yeah, but... mm. Sorry. I'm really sorry. That's alright. I I mean, you get to play as a crate, it's pretty good. I feel like we need to to go on to maybe our final thoughts now. I feel like... I want to say one more thing. Can I say one more thing? I mean, do you want to put that in your final thoughts? Yes. Was it one more thing to counteract? Kind of. It was one more thing to counteract. So, Glitch was saying earlier, he was like, oh, it's like this big thing. Like, like they didn't just remake it for the crack. They remastered and remade um, Crash Team Racing because of all the complaints about the two kart races that came in between after Naughty Dog stopped developing them. And obviously, the Insane trilogy did so well and they were planning a fourth Crash game to come after Warped that they put that in the middle. So people could have the same thing that they had with the Insane Trilogy, where they got that content, but it was upgraded, you could play it on a new console, and there was so much more added content. So it, it wasn't just for the crack. It was Can I play crack. Crash Team Racing on an Xbox? Or is it know. a PlayStation exclusive? It's not a PlayStation exclusive, because you can get it on the Switch, but I'm not sure whether oh. or not you can get it See, on Xbox. It's, it's across I'm all sure platforms. you can. Yeah, because you, um, you can definitely get the Insane Trilogy across all platforms, so I'm pretty sure Indeed, you can get yeah. um, Team um, Nitro Field as well. It's so like good, I, I though. I need to get this and we can have a race. Like I, outside, I need to look into if it's got cross-platform... Cross, cross uh, outside, um, outside of the argument, it is genuinely such a good game. Like, it's really, really good. But you can't cross-platform online. So if you bought it on a Switch, I couldn't play it with you online on my PlayStation. You'd have to get it on that PlayStation. I'm really sorry. It's really annoying. But That's Callie, the, if you want to come and play uh, Mario Kart with both me and Holly on the Switch, you, you can. <laughs> But if you couldn't play it on my PlayStation, so Mario Kart isn't multi-platformed either. We could, strictly speaking, all play Crash Team Racing by the sounds of it on the Switch. <laughs> we could. That we could, but then do, you, do we want to play a losing game? Oh! I, really want, I would say more, do I really Shit. want to play on the Switch? <laughs> and uh, the answer is not, not, not often. <laughs> so that's already a, not a point. Now, I uh, before you make your final statements, like I say, I played 64 and I played 8. Now, I played 8 at Christmas with my family and my little nephew repeatedly won every single race. I think he might have been 13 or something so he wasn't like too too young but um, every single race until well no he did win every single race but I came very close <laughs> after finding out that you can do a slide which gives you a boost that yeah. was saying that I didn't power know slide, that power didn't slide use... that Mario Kart introduced yeah, yeah, yeah. wait hang on a second I'm pretty sure Holly told me earlier it was introduced in Crash Team Racing oh no no what no, I'm saying no. to you is I'm saying is Mario, oh, Mario Trebles, Kart created Treble. created that that entire motion within the car, like mm. your ability to control that. Okay. So and what you're saying is Mario Mario created a, uh, a technique which made me lose to my nephew. Ah! You should have used, uh, used coward Mario. I should have known that. Win an argument. Call the decider a coward. Oh, what are you throwing at each other? What are you throwing at each other in Crash Team Racing? Because I know all of the weapons in uh, Mario Kart. What, what are you oh, throwing? Oh, the items. There's so many. So there's bombs... Yeah. Which um you know there's bombs which like just go in the direction you throw them. There's rockets which are targeted to whoever. So if you shoot them forward, they hit. Like regardless of where they are, they fly at the person. In Red front of shell, you. yeah. There is I can't remember what it's called, but it's effectively a blue shell. It's like an electrocuting oh, thing. Oh, so but a, it elect- a blue shell. Electrocutes another weapon. It yeah, electrocutes yeah. everyone you go past rather than just the person. Oh, like the lightning cloud. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's a um clock thing. There's a clock thing that makes everyone go wonky. 
Um, there's two types of beakers. There's green beakers and red beakers. Green so, beakers, you crash yeah. into them and you spin. Banana red peel. Beakers, you cr- be quiet, please. Actually, this red is beakers. helpful. I'm, I don't have to red ask beakers. twice. I can get the comparison as it goes. Red beakers, you crash into and spin, and then it gives you a little cloud over your head and your wheels wobble for the next amount of time. Um, you get, depending on where you are in the race, you can get a mask. It'll be either Uka Uka or Aku Aku, depending on who you're playing as. And they rotate around you and you can drive forward. I can't remember the rest. What are the others? Oh, yeah, then there's just like basic speed ups. So there's a, the like trees. a red speed, a red speed up. That's, there's a red speed up that's like like it just propels you further forward and there's a blue one that propels you further forward like triple golden the golden mushroom yeah and then I don't know what I don't know what the other ones are sounds to me it sounds to me like not many original head. ideas there Callie it sounds, uh, it's a lot you're not wrong <laughs> a lot of, uh, there's a lot of uh, little little uh, or Aldi variants of uh, do you want to suggest some power ups that they could have used then I mean I'm not a game designer I'm here to defend Mario Kart I'm afraid well you're not bothered about people doing I'm gonna I'm gonna be on to my final thoughts, Callie. That's okay. Please go for it. So I'm not gonna sit here and pretend that Crash Team Racing isn't a good game. I thoroughly enjoyed playing it when I was a kid, and I think the remake is a fantastic kind of uh, sort of retelling and and sort of reimagining of the original. Uh, however, I would say that where Crash falls down for me is I think the tracks and the kind of you know the way that oh. like the kind of color uh, and the in general presentation of, of the, the Crash game. Is just not as much fun as Mario. Like Mario is so colourful, the the tracks are so imaginative, and are just just wonders. There there are so many like fun different routes you can take. Um, it's the whimsy, like, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's a lot. I mean, it's just a lot of fun. And I think whilst I don't disagree that Crash Team Racing's uh, you know adventure mode is probably good for your sort of one player, Mario Kart isn't ever trying to intend to be um, anything more than a pick up and play, have a really good time. You have all of these characters that we've referenced from the very beginning of the game, which allows you just to pick it up whenever whenever you want. You haven't got to spend hours unlocking things. You know, the stuff you unlock is, is good and it gives you a range of carts and a range of sort of, you know, how you're going to use your characters. But just to kind of go on and play as your favourite character, you can do that from getting out of the box. And it's just, that makes it a really fun party game for, you know, let's say you've got your friends coming around and you think, oh, it would be really good to play Mario Kart. I'll pick that up for, for the weekend. You can just go in, you can play all the tracks, you can play as all the characters. You can have a really good time and it's, say it's friendly to anyone that picks it up and plays it and i just think as a result of that and the fact that it it, you know it has built on a legacy (coughs) 30 years of just just excellent kart games there's not been a bad mario kart and i think to kind of show that rather than just having to remake a a classic version they've just continued to evolve it and make it better to the point where as, as we've just kind of pointed out i don't think crash team racing offers anything original that you can't have in mario kart so therefore doesn't feel like it should take the pole position here in party. Quick question. So, you say all of the things, all the tracks, all the characters, they're unlocked from the get-go. You don't have to go through anything to unlock them. They're all available. That is a lie. Yes. Is that a lie? Are we getting... Gold Mario? Gold Mario? You have to get three stars in every wrist to unlock Gold Mario. Oh, I mean, I mean the actual kind of, like, the overall oh, okay, everything. fair enough. That's fair. That's oh, fair. no, no. Uh, so, so, wait, wait, hang on. Are all the tracks available from the get-go? If I just want to yeah. pick up all and play a brand are, yeah. new one? In Mario Kart. Okay. Okay. Um, see, the whimsy of the tracks. I've not seen Crash Team Racing enough, but I know, you know, I know Rainbow Road. I know, I know the one with the uh, penguins and such. So, how are we looking on that side on Crash Team? Are they... I think I honestly think that I think there's such a huge range of tracks in Crash Team Racing, like fucking huge. If you think of a theme, it's got it. Like somewhere in a track, there are so many tracks. Granted, if you bought the game on the day it came out, you didn't have all those. But if you buy it now, you do. Straight out, straight from the get go. 
Um, I think I agree with Glitch. I think that I think personally they're really, really close. Like, because I love Mario Kart so much. I think it's fantastic. I absolutely love it. Like, got multiple installments that have like a huge place in my heart. I love it so much. But the only thing that like pushes Crash over the edge for me is so. For example, I bought I bought a Switch and Mario Kart at the start of last lockdown. Played Mario Kart every day, all the time. Got three stars in every cup and just didn't go back. I haven't played it since, apart from New Year's Eve. But I go back to Crash Team Racing every week at least because there's still refreshing, there's still new content, there's still more stuff to do, and you get rewards from their content, which are also really fun, being able to unlock new stuff, and there's so much more. With the adventure mode, you can play it as well. One thing in the adventure mode is you can go and you can change the characters, like, whenever and however you want, and there's stuff to unlock in adventure mode that you can't get anywhere else in the game. I just think, gameplay-wise, I think, in regards to the whimsy of tracks, they're equal, in regards to the characters and the options you have, they're equal. Crash technically has more options, because you get skins for every character, but that's fine but i think the only thing that pushes crash over the edge is a it's that slight bit more challenging so it pushes you more towards the game because because the fact it's that little bit harder than mario kart means that getting to the end is a bit more of a struggle and so it's not too much of a struggle otherwise i wouldn't be playing it but it's enough to want to push it towards the end and the amount of options that you get in the game outside of adventure mode is just endless and so I think that pushes it over the edge just the tiniest bit better than mario kart does mario kart have capture the flag um, I need to just double check. It definitely has something similar to that in the battle mode where you have to defend stuff. Give me two seconds. Okay. I want to search. So I just also had a quick research to look at the tracks that are on a Crash Team Racing to kind of judge and assess the whimsy. And, uh, you know, I'm confirmed they look, they look whimsical. Mm-hmm. My favourite one is this one called Gingerbread Joyride, which was a bonus track, so it wasn't in either of the games that the face the track's on. And it, right at the end, there's these two giant, like, midget gems that jump up and bounce into each other and land again and if you drive through them you're like you get covered in jelly and you spin out it's just so cute there's oh as well the best one from the original game i think is oxide station it's like a space station and there's so many jumps you got you fly through space it's really really cool the full game's sick i love okay. it okay how are you how are you coming along with the glitch with the research no, so no, no capture the flag. It has, um, sorry, this this article has given me every single battle mode that ever existed. That's not what I want. <laughs> um, I think it's got five modes by the looks of things. Um, so you've got your regular battle mode, like so it's, that's called balloon battle. So you just, that's where you just attack each other until you've got no lives left. Uh, there's just a bomb a bomb mode of that where every weapon is explosive, so it just makes the whole course like a dangerous place to drive around. You've got the cops and robbers thing called renegade roundup. Um, Cops and robbers now sound quite good. Oh no, you have uh, you've got so it's not capture the flag, but it's flag and tag. So shine thief, where you have to uh, catch hold of the. This is what I mentioned earlier. It's a golden. It's a shine, not a not a superstar. So you have to get hold of that, and then everyone has to try and get it off you until, and you have to have it for the accumulative most amount of time by the time like the, the it runs out. And the last one is coin runners, where you have to collect as many coins as you can, um, and the person that has the most crowns has like has the most coins wears a crown, and you have to try and like blast their coins out of them or, or whatever so i think i just want to say yep. i have accidentally misled you callie there's not 10 battle modes there's five battle modes and 10 battle arenas so there isn't 10 battle modes there's 10 battle arenas that well, was an accident i'm sorry i was wrong what are the battle modes and um, the battle modes are limit battle which is just hitting people with um different things um capture the flag which is what i've said crystal grab is what i've said um you there's one called last cart drive and that's like a combo of the original game and this one where you have to drive forward and hit each other but you run out of lives if you hit someone wrong 
So if you hit someone wrong, you lose a life, etc., etc. And steal the bacon. Where there's one thing in the middle of the arena, you grab it as you can and you bring it back to your portal. So it's like capture the flag, except with one thing rather than like ten. Do you know? However many is in capture the flag. So I had a struggle last week, uh, trying to choose between um, the saboteur and Simpsons Hit and Run, mm-hmm. which <laughs> aren't that similar. I mean, they're similar-ish, but. What I've got here is essentially the exact same game, but with a different uh, set of characters. By the and the only reason... No, no, there's another difference. It's a Crash Team race and it has an adventure mode. It's really, really good and really fun. Tell me what this adventure mode is, please. So um, it's the one from the original Crash Team Racing. Didn't play that. So, You're going to have to tell me what that one is. I know. I'm about to go into it. Let me set the scene. So I'm not used to you taking so, breaths between sentences. Like, I assume that was big, you were done. For God's sake. <laughs> There's this big, um, well, big alien dude. He's got, like, a big head called Nitrous Oxide who wants to take over Earth, um, cement it all, and turn it into a parking lot. And he's like, he's like, I tell you what, if you don't if you don't want me to do that, I pick the best racer on Earth. If you can win me in a race, then that's it. Like, you don't have to give me Earth. And so you're racing in every race to try and win to get through. You have to collect, like, a certain amount of trophies to unlock the next area. So you play four races, you have to come first, collect all the trophies, and you get a key, and you battle a boss in one of those. You surpass the boss. What does a battle a boss mean? As in race a boss? So it's just you and it's just you and that boss. So, for example, the first one is one of the tracks in the first area is Papu's Pyramid. Oh, no, that's a lie. The first boss is um, Ripperoo from the original games and you play, you race through Rue's tubes which is like an underwater th- not underwater isn't in the ocean but you're like going through an aquarium and um so the boss battle for that is you are racing with Peru he's slightly faster than you and he leaves constant TNT crates everywhere he goes so you have to avoid the TNT crates and get in front of him and win that race to go on to the next area the next area you burst Papu Papu who leaves um green beakers everywhere he goes you surpass that area you get to oh it was, it's Komodo Joe, um, and he leaves nitro boxes everywhere he goes. You surpass that area, and then you play... Oh, what's his name? You play Pinstripe, who throws bowling bombs behind him for the entire race. And then after that, you reach... I think it's called Crystal Cove, where there's, like, collectibles. So you have to do four different cups, and then you have to do some time trials. And then you can race Nitrous Oxide before that. But if you beat Nitrous Oxide in that race, he throws red beakers behind him, I'm pretty sure. You beat you beat Nitrous Oxide in that race, and he's like, right, go back and do them, and we're trying again, because he's like, I'm not having this. And then you go back, you do all the cups, you do the time trials, you race them again, and then if you win him, that's it, you've completed the game. It's quite r- rinse and repeat. Once, yeah. Uh, you did no, like no, 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 I mean, all the boss, all the like the boss battles are ultimately the same thing, just with different weapons and like i i i I think it's it makes one player maybe a little bit more compelling but it's one of those things where i i'm not sure that would pull me back sounded like a a little bit Mm. come on kelly it's a it's time for you but it's a fun one it is time to make this is i say this has been a hard one because of for a little while there's definitely one in the lead then they kind of balanced out so i want to talk about what i think sounds great about each of them start with Mm -hmm. uh mario class that's what i'm thinking about at the moment um so the fact that a lot of these things in crash the effects, the weapons do appear to be copied straight from Mario Kart. So Mario Kart is the original in that. And I don't know if this, like, you know, is a rocket better than a shell? Throwing a shell at something's hilarious. Lob a turtle at something? That's, oh, the fun. Bananas, also great compared to, you know, a beaker. Unless that's beaker from the Muppets, a beaker's not that interesting. <laughs> and I assume it's not. Um, and 
Cat is. Cat is is quite a pull. Now, for God's sake! <laughs> but but an actual cat in Crash. Callie, Callie, excuse me, cat. excuse me, Callie is speaking. Yeah, thank you, thank, <laughs> thank you Holly. Settle down. Uh, what's the what's the thing judges say is not settle down? That'd be <laughs> order, 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 order. You guys are right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so. The waterfall, that's also on the plus list. The whimsy of the tracks, but it does look like it's a pretty similar one going on on Crash. So now to Crash, what I think is good. Everyone does have ears anyway. I'm a, you know, I'm a big <laughs> fan of having ears. That's a great idea. You said one of them wears a tiger suit. No, Pura is already a tiger. Yeah. But there's a skin that you can unlock where it's just Pura in a lion costume. Yeah, see, a lion so costume is pretty like, good. It's like a one. It's like a onesie with a lion at the top, so she's dressed like a lion, even though she's. A you tiger. can play as uh, Tanuki Mario in Mario Kart. He's dressed up as like a weird raccoon sort of creature with a tail. That is also good. I, like, yeah. um, I just want to say as well, you can make Pura puss in boots. You can make Paula Paddington Bear and a red panda. Yeah, see, Mario doesn't have to. Uh, sort of deviate from his own sort of world he's got so such variety already he doesn't have to pull from pop culture goodness me so Crash just lets you enjoy carry on Kelly like, like I like that you describe red, red pandas as pop culture to <laughs> 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 <So>, who? Noah? <laughs> um, so other than like, like they got the they've stolen everything from Mario in terms of weapons and made less interested versions that is the one like, negative I've got there no minute. you've done you've had enough time to defend you, it there's not many options for other objects that you could throw. Like, if you're trying to throw mm. other people off. It doesn't have anything mm. that replicates the bullet. Mm. It doesn't have anything that replicates the blue shell. So you, what you're saying that... is Mario Kart has a, a wider range of weapons. I agree. Yeah, it's, it's yeah makes... but Crash has a wider range of everything else, such as tracks, ah, but Mario such as characters, quality, such as skins, quality such as modes that you can play. Holly. Quality over no, quantity. You say there's nothing no. that matches the bullet. There's not an equivalent to the bullet. That's that's what she said. That was her exact word. No. Okay. Well, it's a hard game. They don't propel you straight to the sun. Hard game is actually one of the not certain <laughs> ones for me. Like I like to kick back and have a race, but a single player. If I can get through it. I think anyone can. A single player experience does sound good. Now your adventure mode. I'll be honest. If you hadn't told me exactly what it was about, would have probably sold more because of it sounds grindy as hell. Um, the the also I mean the lies the lies about there being ten battle modes that is a bit upsetting. I didn't mean it well, that was a mistake you know, it kind of it kind of took it back down to the same amount of battle modes as Mario's got at that point yeah, yeah. all right yeah <laughs> I think so um, again though it is hard because they do seem to be almost identical and it's then really just a case of do I want to wear cat ears or do I want to be a tiger guy in a tiger suit. That's what it's coming down to, guys. What are you going? Not what, only what you are in a tiger suit, but you're an actual cat. An actual cat. You can play. You can play as Yoshi. He's an actual <laughs> dinosaur. No glitch. You can play as a dinosaur and crash team racing as well. He's a little baby dinosaur called Rex. Glitch. Would you describe Mario as cool? Well, you see, I've actually recently released a video <gasps> over on my channel where uh, we discuss the sort of level of cool <laughs> between Sonic. And Mario. But if we were talking about the level of cool in a kart racing game, Sonic All-Star Racing, or Sega All-Star Racing, or Sonic Kart R Racing, they are god-awful games. So I think, you know, Mario is the king of the kart. And I think you will make that decision right now, Callie. Who Mm. is the king of the kart, Callie? Who is it? Is it Crash? But is Mario Mario? cool? You have to watch my video to find out. Okay, well, I I have, and um, I do agree with you that, no, Mario is not a cool character. Bowser is a cool character. That's good. He's he's in the game. He is. He is. As but, is as is dry as is dry Bowser. If you want to play as the skeletal version of Bowser. I do not. 
but then don't. Yeah, I mean, throw, throw, well, throw and tell, go on, go on, Holly, go on, see what we can do. With Crash kind of being cool, I think that in general, if Crash is to have any grittiness at all, it's a lot grittier than Mario, in my opinion. Just as a genre, as what he does, who his wants, themes. Who wants grit in a themes, party racer? Not in any Crash game. I know that we're not talking about any Crash game, but the colour palette, the way you are, even the storyline is like is like you have to beat a bad guy, which Mario Kart doesn't have. And so like a lot of the tracks are like are like darker, they use darker colour palettes, you race in a sewer, you race in a mine, you race on a spaceship. Like there's all like Spaceship's types of good, but Mario. I mean Mario Kart's the colourful one, I like the colourful. I know, but it also has colourful ones. It has a level that's based around Christmas. What else on do you Christmas want? Christmas that much, but that does sound like oh, my penguins. Now <laughs> Oh, um, Crash Bandicoot has seals instead of penguins. That's... Oh, you can play. You can play as a penguin though. But a penguin is an unlockable, raceable character called Penta Penguin. The, oh my god, can I just include this? So in the original game, there was a cheat code for Penta Penguin. I don't feel like anything. To... I don't feel like anything after the kind of end of the uh, the delivery should be counted, no, Kelly. I feel like you know what I mean. It's cute. <laughs> it doesn't even count towards it. It's just nice. And you could unlock Penta Penguin in the original game through the cheat. And they implemented the same cheat in the new game to unlock Penta Penguin. So the cheat codes. Only uh, yeah, there's cheat codes. There's still there's a lot of cheat codes actually. The only thing is that if you use said cheat codes, it doesn't give you any rewards in the game. So I try to use a cheat code to beat Entropy's time trials so I could unlock him, but it doesn't give you any trophies or any of the things that you would garner. Do you unlock him? Cheat do you actually unlock him? No, ah, no. That's shit. Nowhere near. Nowhere near is really hard to unlock. I'm giving it's crash. Hmm? I'm giving it's crash. Like <laughs> if I can wear a tiger suit. That's that's pretty ugly. Mario has the cat ears. That is great, but Mario himself is a bit of a loser. Uh, so that's hard thing. And then other than that, they seem to say the weapons sound crap on Crash Bandicoot. To be honest, compared to throwing a turtle at someone, which is great. But yeah, what, what think... you've done, what you've done here, Callie, yes, is in in a contest for the best canned goods. You yes. have given it to as the smart price beans over. Um, Heinz baked beans. You have given it. You have given it. You have given it to over baked beans by Heinz. No, what I've done. Choco, choco pebbles over cocoa. There's nothing wrong with choco pebbles. What I've done is (laughs) you've come come at me with your Heinz baked beans, and then Branston's come along with baked beans, and they're just a little bit better. Well, uh, maybe maybe on their second go through at the the same game. But look, I mean, look, Mm. I guess your decision is final. Uh, It is, and it is unfortunate. Um, because I am not in any way qualified to make these decisions, but here I am doing it anyway. I will say with the weapons as well, the obviously they're like beakers and like like TNT boxes, is because they're in keeping with the theme of the game. If you saw Banano in Crash Team Racing, you'd be very confused. I don't know, it's you've got, got mangoes oh, you collect... or whatever they're called. Wumpa. The Wumpa, yeah. Wumpa fruit. You collect Wumpa fruit as you go around the track. Yeah, what do you call It's coins on Mario, isn't it? Coins yeah. or rupees in Hyrule uh, or bells in the Animal Crossing Bowser oh, as well, Spyro. Spyro has a track too. Yeah. Spy- you can play as Spyro too. You can play. Oh yeah, one of the other points that. I forgot to mention when I was big enough. Um, crashes. You get to play as a fox, and that's yeah, that's pretty good. And so. Spyro, and a cat, and a tiger in a lion suit. Well, look, I am nothing if not humble in defeat. Uh, you know, <laughs> both both are good games. Uh, spoiler: they neither are. of these will win the entire tournament. <laughs> 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 but I had fun. I had fun talking about one of my favourite racing franchises. The way, so. the way, the passions that came out of like fighting for these games has been something I was not expecting. I was expecting some like, oh yeah, I get to race as Mario. Okay, cool. But 
I shouldn't have. I should have come fully prepared knowing like that you're going to really go for it. kind of bad. Because Mario Kart on the DS, on the Wii, and Mario Kart 8 are all, like, huge parts of my life. It's just that Crash Team Racing is a bigger one. Mm. I love them both very much, but Crash... Like, I actually genuinely haven't played Mario Kart since New Year's Eve. I haven't played Mario Kart for six months, but I play Crash every It's still week. impressive you played it within six months. I can't remember the last time I would have played mm-hmm. Mario Kart. <laughs> but I, I, I'm fine with my decision. They were both very, very... That was a very close. I could hardly fault Mario Kart at all, other than the, the, the weapons being better, the cast of characters not being better. Maybe if I was more of a Mario fan, that would have gone that way. But yeah, I... I <laughs> I was. I was actually a huge Mario fan until I watched this video recently about how he's dog shit compared to Sonic, and that has really swayed me. Isn't it? <laughs> if there's one argument I will never accept, it's that one. Sonic is kind of cooler, and he's got better hair, but I think, like, as two franchises, there's no fucking way that Sonic is better than Mario. I see the video. The I video won't. was entirely about who is cooler, not about who. Yeah, has not better about games. a better game. Okay, fair enough. Sonic is cooler. Yeah, but if you I are, think uh, over, yeah. overall, Mario is better. If so, you have somehow, but he's also uh, a plumber. Better as a hedgehog. If 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 you if someone goes oh there's a hedgehog in the back garden you go oh my god that's lovely if someone goes there's a random plumber in the back garden you would call them <laughs> it. <laughs> they're not like good, the same good argument do you reckon you can get that added into the video before like on some <laughs> I might have to do a the uh, director's cut <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, yeah for anyone I think we should say that for anyone that doesn't know why Sonic is a cooler character than Mario please do go on to Glitchcraft so I want to say Glitch because there's a cure I want to get like Glitchcraft. Pronounce it a little bit European. Glitchcraft. <laughs> but I'll allow it. <laughs> Glitchcraft. <laughs> and uh, check out his video on why Sonic is much cooler than Mario. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What else we got today? I mean, this is blowing my mind at just how much. I think, I think quite frankly, that is, that is, that is more than enough we have. That's really, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. I will, I will disappear with my, uh, you know, my tail, my Mario Tanuki tail between my legs. <laughs> uh, you can hold your Wumper fruits high, Holly. Whatever that means. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, the only problem is, like, yeah, these are like, well, Crash is going through to the next round, and he's going to be against something else. And I'm kind of making it a bit of a thing to not have the same person represent the same game twice. Oh. So whoever is going to be representing Crash Team Racing next isn't going to be you, Holes, and. Uh, a question, yes. a question, question for you, please. leader of this cup. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any so if we're doing cart versus cart, is Crash Team Racing standing alone, or can it stand with Crash as a franchise? It was just for crap. This is cart versus cart because it happened to just line up perfectly, and that gives us a way of just <laughs> having one one cart game in the rest of the cup. But yeah, it might, it might well be going up against Halo. You know, like it's going to have to work on well, the if, merits if you, of that. If you need, if you need me to do that, I know you said it probably won't be. But if you need someone to do it, I'm more than happy. I know you are, but this is the thing: it can't <laughs> be just you because I know your arguments for it. I need someone else that thinks it's good. So it might even glitch. You might want to come back and talk about why Crash Team Racing. I, 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 I fear. Yeah, they'll be I going mean, back. You on talk about you talk about put, you talk about putting uh, Branston Beans in the wound. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I, I guess we'll uh, count on you for that. But there's there's other opportunities. I know there's a few other games you want to argue for. So I look forward to sure. um, hearing like, yeah. those passionate arguments. I look forward to losing because there's a box in the bloody game. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap this shit up. <laughs> right. So firstly, where can we find you guys? Glitch, do you want to go first? 
Absolutely. If you uh, want to listen to this loser's uh, other content and uh, <laughs> see what see what else I ramble on about in a losing fashion, you can just find me anywhere at Glitchcraft. That's Glitch Q R A F T. Anywhere you have social media, do it now. Handholds. <laughs> where can we uh, find you? I am HX multiple L's on absolutely everything. If you can't find me straight away, I reply to pretty much everything comic puts up. <laughs> yeah. So that's where you can find me. Uh, anywhere else? Any say special other podcasts you might be a part of? Oh, yes, of course. How could I forget? I've literally just recorded it. Um, I also team with Bandit, another one of our commies, to do the Red Scare every week, which is a horror podcast. Anything scary you can think of, we'll cover it. And so if that's something you're into, please head on over. We talk a lot of shit every single week. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's, it's, it's in much the same vein as this. There, there is sort of a focus, <laughs> I think, maybe, but it's lost behind the ramblings. a little bit more spook, slightly more yeah, spook. It's, it's the, spooky, the spooky cast. Um, so we also have Red Sun, which is our comic book slash just, uh, what's it called? Pop culture. Oh, one more thing I need to do. A quick shout out in the middle. Comic Cup. Great idea, right? Do we agree? Yeah. Yes, Great idea. Absolutely. Suggested by one of our listeners, a uh, Sean Keeney. So big props. He's a big Thank fan you. of the show. And yeah, he's, I mean, I'll, I'll give him credit because he's not getting any money for it. So like, uh, <laughs> that's, that's something. Thank you very much, Sean. Um, so yeah, we have Red Sun, our podcast, check that out. That's Dan and T talking about pop culture every week. We have Red, uh, the Red Scare, too many Red podcasts, uh, <laughs> talking about horror. Um, and yeah, check us out at comicgamer.com. We have various streamers who are on there. You just jump on the Twitch page for it. And that is everything. See you next week. Dosvidania. <laughs> Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.